Now you kind of quiet, huh? I guess so. I ain't got nothing to say. Why are you so mean? What you got to be so mean about? Oh, so you one of them angry bitches, huh? A feminist. What you call me? Said you a mean bitch. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. We gotta stop this right now. You don't know shit about me, okay? Don't be calling me no bitch. You don't know nothing about me. Here I am acting all courteous and shit, trying to spark up a conversation. Nigga gotta call you a bitch to get Look, your I'm attention. I'm a black woman, okay? I deserve respect. Don't be calling me no bitch. Hey. If I'm a bitch, your mama's a bitch. Welcome to Generation Lost. I'm Bryn. <laughs> it's the show about movies <laughs> with Bryn and Jeremy. <laughs> I'm Bryn. I'm Jeremy. And this is Generation Lost. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Today we're talking about movies. We're talking about movies. <laughs> um, we've done this intro so many times. Well, the, we're always slightly changing it up. The other day when we were doing uh, Albummer and we're doing the plugs at the end. Oh, how do you open Albummer? Uh, Jordan does. I don't think I've ever seen it because it's like, paywall. Hello and welcome to Albummer, the show about albums that are bad. I'm Jordan Olds, but you may not recognize me because I don't look like bird shit or right. something like that. And then we he all says do a joke. A, yeah, we all do a. My name is Jeremy, but you may not recognize me because something. Oh, you got to um, make up a joke on the spot. Yeah, yeah, always. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've been doing that forever. That was even as far back as like the original series that we did a podmas we were always cast night. cast night yeah we were always <laughs> doing some sort of like on the spot and and but the problem is you never write a joke and you never have something in mind and right. then every time you're caught off guard so you're like, and you may not recognize <laughs> me because i'm uh stupid <laughs> <laughs> because i move on i had and i don't know <laughs> everyone move on <laughs> go to the next yeah. one <laughs> so then what's good about this show is we're always prepared and we always write something absolutely so that yes. whole that whole intro was was written as a joke yes. for you to cleverly to sort of introduce you to the sort of slap happy nature of the show and yeah. how we don't take ourselves too seriously. Don't take ourselves too seriously. <laughs> you know, this isn't like other movie podcasts. No, we're fun. We're not here to tell you about Kino, okay? We're here mm-hmm. to talk about fucking movies. Flicks. <laughs> we watch flicks. <laughs> yeah, we call them we, <laughs> we call them flicks here because we're, we're fun. <laughs> oh, what I was going to say is we're doing album or we do plugs at the end and for whatever reason, I was like, so you can find me on Twitter at Jeremy Thunder. You check out my podcast, Generation Law. <laughs> like for a second, I was like, I f- just you completely forgot, the, forgot name the name of the podcast we've been doing for two and a half years. <laughs> Ge- what is it? Generation Laws. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. hard to remember. It's hard to remember sometimes. It's hard, you forget you know, these things. Especially, you're getting older. Your brain's starting to go. Getting long in the tooth. Getting long in the tooth. I don't know what that means. It means your gums are receding. Oh. Because you're getting old. Long in the tooth. Ew. That's why you don't look a gift horse in the mouth. I was imagining more like teeth growing longer somehow. No, that's 
weird. That's less weird to me for some reason. Then anyway, gums receding. No, when you look a gift horse in the mouth, what you're looking for is the length of the teeth to see if they're old. To see if they're old. But it's a gift, so but you should just gift, enjoy it. So you it. just enjoy the horse. Just take <laughs> it home and have sex with it, like you're supposed <laughs> like to. Like a normal fucking person, <laughs> fucking miser. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get rich off of this gift horse he's mr horse miser <laughs> he's mr horse <laughs> um, friends call me horse miser <laughs> whatever i touch turns the horse in my clutch <laughs> i am too much i don't really know the song he turns it into horses <laughs> <laughs> like the midas touch yeah but for horses but horse touch yeah. Uh, no, but today we're not going to talk about horses. We're talking about movies because mm-hmm. we're the fun movie show. We're the fun movie show that Brandon doesn't take Jeremy. itself too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> not um, like other movie shows no, where always... they talk about kino or film. We talk about flicks. Yeah, we talk about flicks. Just to catch you all up <laughs> on what we've that's, discussed so far in case you got here late. That thing we always say. <laughs> <laughs> just in case you were getting here late and, and you're just trying to like, you're you're like, you're like, I missed the first four minutes and yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm never going to get up to... Di- yeah, you pressed play, and then your boyfriend started talking over the, about some stupid know. shit about his day at work. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just tell him you're gonna cook the fucking pasta, and just you're let, like, leave him alone. you're like, just quit, <laughs> just quit your job. You clearly hate <laughs> it. You hate it. You don't Stop even need, talking you about make it. Like half as much as me, and you don't even need to. We can make rent without we it. We can Jesus. make rent without it. Just quit. Anyway, what were Brent and Jeremy work at talking a comic about? Book store or something. <laughs> Anyway, what were we talking about? We're, we're talking, talking about, about we're the fun. We're the fun movie show. So what we've we been, don't take ourselves too seriously. Right. If you're new, what you know, if you what you don't know is that we've been doing uh, a series of episodes for Black History Month. Yes, um, about Black lives and also about Black creators. About Black matter. Black stories. Black stories. Black creators. Um, black magic. And today is our last one. Mm-hmm. And I just I was feeling so sad that it was going to be our last one. So I watched something, you know, a real classic for, you know, for Black History Month of really what it was like in the early 2000s to be a black person. Mm. And I wanted to watch that. So I threw on Undercover Brother. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were winding up for something. I just, I was, I was like coursing through them in my head. I'm like, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? It's going to be like scary movie. No, <laughs> what's no. it going to be? Undercover Brother. Undercover Brother. Okay. Directed by Malcolm Lee, Ooh. who I didn't realize uh, went on to direct some very funny movies such as Girls Trip mm. um, and a bunch of other schlock. But uh, he's also Spike Lee's cousin. Oh, uh, like his first credits are like set PA on Malcolm X, and then nice. like, uh, you know, like good, good for assistant to Spike Lee on Girl Six and stuff. Yeah, good for Spike for for yeah, helping out in, helping out his know? family. Yeah, yeah, no, it's awesome. I mean, and then he made a very hilarious movie. Have you ever seen Undercover Brother? I must have, but I uh, it's <laughs> one of those ones that I'm sure was like on Comedy Central. Sure, but like I'm sure that like in my head I'm mixing it up with like nine other movies. Mm-hmm. Soul Plane, perhaps. Yeah, and like, um, like Pootie Tang, maybe. Pootie Tang. Um, That's a little before. 
Yeah, I mean, just like time-wise, but I'm thinking of it in terms of like when it would have been airing on Comedy Central. So, Undercover Brother is sure. um, it's a Wayans brother, right? No, this... it's Eddie. Um, oh, my, yeah, yeah. What's his, his name? Main, his name Gri- is Flo- Griffin. 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 Eddie Griffin. Griffin. <laughs> and it also has Dave Chappelle. Mm. It also has um, Denise Richards. Yeah. Uh, Chris Kattan. Um, nice. Neil Patrick Harris is in it <laughs> as like the good white guy mm-hmm. who is still uh, racist. <laughs> okay, it's a really weird movie because the premise of the movie is that there's this guy who is just like so in the seventies there was this like pinnacle of black culture and you know black people started changing the game and taking over culture and then now it's the early 2000s and they're cemented as like uh there's this like secret organization called the brotherhood Mm -hmm. that is like making sure like black people become like president and like get into you know positions of power or whatever and uh undercover brother is a guy who is um just real radical like just real groovy and he's like he feels like he feels like he's trying to keep the spirit of the seventies alive. And so he's like a black exploitation guy. He yeah. like does Kung Fu and he's got a big Afro full leather outfit and then does, but is like, does spy shit. He does. Okay. He does like Robin hood stuff where he like erases like black people's debt at the bank. Nice. <laughs> cool stuff, you know? And uh, so they're like, damn, we got to get this guy on our team. We got the brother, the secret organization. So they recruit him because there's like a guy they're trying to make president who's uh it's billy d williams <laughs> mm-hmm. uh he's functionally colin powell um and he i mean he's like a you know a veteran and he like every, yeah, yeah, yeah. all of the white people on the news are like this guy could be president um and so they're trying to get him to be president and uh the man who's another secret organization is like trying to poison his mind and brain control him to make all black people uh like white and lose their culture okay um and that's the premise of the movie uh it's very thin mm-hmm. <laughs> it may it's barely necessary but it's so fucking funny it's it reminded me a lot of how high in the sense of like at certain points the plot of the movie just completely drop off the face of the earth um and it's really just about the bits mm-hmm Mostly Dave Chappelle being conspiracy brother, just like <laughs> making everything about like how the white man makes everything bad or whatever. Right. Uh, he's very, very funny. Um, and then the woman whose name, sis- uh, what is her name? Sister something. Um, she's also very funny. And uh, they are always having sort of a back and forth. She's always better at Kung Fu than him. Mm. It almost feels like Spy Kids a little bit, <laughs> like the 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 tone and the quality of the CGI. You yeah. know, like it's 2002. So it's did just you ever like, see um, Hebrew Hammer? Yeah, it's kind of making me think of like Hebrew Hammer in a little bit. Very similar type of movie. Mm-hmm. Um, what's weird is that there the <laughs> the white people in the movie are absolutely stupid. Like there's no like normal white person. <laughs> yeah. There's normal black people um, who are just like other people who work there or whatever. But like every white person is like a caricature of like very specifically like early 2000s caricature, like 
only listens to acoustic like counting crows music <laughs> and like loves mayonnaise and uh-huh. like shops at banana republic and stuff yeah uh and it's it's very strange mm-hmm. uh and then they're all just like really uncomfortable like trying to be like to to be allies or whatever yeah. they're just like uh i'm helping and they're like doing the like black power fist and stuff um but yeah really strange a lot of really great needle drops lots of funk music lots mm. of par- parliament uh james brown is in the movie uh it seems like most of the most of the budget would have been like the cameos and the and the needle drops that's my favorite kind of that type of movie though is like when you just blow the whole budget on like music and like fun fun people to show up and be around or whatever like that's the that's what you want right that's like jackass yeah. jackass is like that yeah of course most it's- of the money in jackass is is music i imagine <laughs> music and then like just the materials for the stunts and, and then like, they all split like five million dollars probably <laughs> well i think they all make like five million bucks yeah like all of the people all the actors did i tell um, you i started listening to um steve-o's podcast i i've been watching his youtube show yeah it's the same thing it's the it's the the wild ride right no i don't know i think it's called wild ride it's okay. him interviewing people in the van right Oh yeah, but I don't watch the long. I don't. I don't listen to the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, you should check it out. He does little like five minute videos of like this is the craziest stunt I did on Jackass or whatever, oh, and then yeah. like walks you through it or whatever. Mm-hmm. The uh, the podcast is cool. He has like almost everybody from Jackass has been on at this point, and those episodes mm-hmm. are great. They're all just about like the process of making Jackass, which is pretty sick. He just had uh, Knoxville on. He's had Bam on. Oh, wow. He's had like okay. Dave England oh, he had on. Bam on recently? No, a while back, like right before when they were like starting uh, oh, Jackass no. Forever. Uh, he had like Wee Man on, but the best one I just watched was uh, he had his dad on. Oh boy! And so it's him and his dad talking about his life growing up. Oh, and, that like, sounds so good. And like his dad talking about his experience of watching his son get into Jackass and whatever, and like how he like didn't get it at first, and now he loves it. And like, but like the best part is like all this shit about like the contract negotiations because his dad is like this like businessman with like PepsiCo who like okay. ha- he's like a CEO of like a, a region of of PepsiCo basically. Like he's like, th- is he rich? Is like Steve O rich? I guess he came from, like, a decent background, at least. Wow. Um, Weird. But he, like, grew up all over the world because his dad was the guy at PepsiCo who would, like, run regions. So, like, they right. like they lived in Brazil for a long time because his dad was in charge of, like, Pepsi in South America. Weird. Um, but so... But the point is that because he's, like, this, you know, business dude and whatever, like... And Steve-O is just, like, running away and, like, getting fucked up and almost dying all the time and whatever. <laughs> and then when Jackass starts, he, like, helps him negotiate the contract. And I guess, like, once the, the money starts rolling in from the movie, um, the opening thing that I thought was really funny was, like, it's, it's Steve-O and Wee Man are talking about uh, Steve-O's dad. And he's like, Wee Man, what do you think of my dad? And he's like, your dad's the fucking coolest, man. The first, like, big check that we got from the movie uh he i asked him what to do with it because i didn't know what to do with it my dad's not smart (laughs) he's like he's like don't spend it he's like hold on to it uh don't buy a house right away wait five years interesting and we man's like all right i trust you and he waited five years and he bought a house and then he ended up selling it for like double what it was worth he's like your dad's the fucking shit dude (laughs) (laughs) 
rad. <laughs> that sounds good. I mean, I like Steve. I mean, Steve is a little much because he's like so much of like an attention whore. And, and he's, he's like, so sober now. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm not sober, dude. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's like real positive energy kind of guy. Yeah. And that's a little bit of much for me sometimes. Yeah. So I don't think I'll be watching him interview like other people, but any of the jackass guys I'll definitely Absolutely. be. Absolutely. Yeah. That sounds Those good. Those are but, very but I, good. Like I watched his... Um, What's it called? Gnarly, his like stand up special, but it mm-hmm. was like more like a story thing that it's like a one man show more than anything. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was cute and worth watching. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll watch, I'll probably listen to those. He also has episodes. like peripheral jackass people on, like, um, like he Cossack has, a, he has and... a Tremaine episode, but he has a, um, he has a Manny episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The couple, they had, they were real close because of Wild Boys because mm-hmm. they, you know, that was, he was on that show. Anyway, Undercover Brother is funny. Yeah. It's it's very, very funny. It reminds me of How High. And it is really interesting in in how it's dealing with race aspects of the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And has this weird sort of point of view of like skirting around like oppression issues, but also like like coming from a place of like reverse racism isn't real. Like it's like, right. you know. A, a movie made by black people but like for white people kind of i think mm-hmm. uh i don't know it's kind of just having a good time but wanting to be successful <laughs> um so i i thought it was funny i mean i watched it a bunch when i was a kid and it was very surprising that yeah really- as you're describing stuff like the conspiracy brother and stuff i'm like i've definitely seen this movie yeah yeah it's 100% very funny i've seen this smart brother he's like a al roker looking mm-hmm. guy uh but yeah so what did you watch this week Thank you for asking. You're welcome. Uh, this past <laughs> weekend, it was uh, my wife's birthday, so Happy we birthday. we tried once again to uh, to have a night out. Uh, as just you just went on vacation. Yes, but as you recall uh, from the week prior for <laughs> my do. birthday, oh, I don't think the listener does, but yeah, uh, maybe they do. I don't remember, but uh, <laughs> the week prior was my birthday, and we hired a babysitter, and the baby threw up on the babysitter, and we couldn't go out. Right. Um, this week, we hired the same babysitter. Uh, <laughs> she came over. We hung out for a while. Nico went to sleep. We were good. We went out. Great. So we got to go out, went to a restaurant, had a nice time, went to go see a motherfucking movie at the theaters. That is two, <gasps> two movies in <laughs> Wait, two, which restaurant? two different theaters. We went to, uh, there's a new pizza place in my neighborhood um, called Panina. Panina. It's new? It's very good, yeah. It's like a sit-down restaurant? Yeah, it's like a sit-down, like a, you know, like a... Like a fancy pizza place. Oh, it's like thin, like yeah, a, you know what I mean. The yeah, little, yeah, the little yeah. guys. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the little guys. Not New York pizza. Yeah, the burnt up little edges and uh, shit. No, I don't like that shit. Really? Well, it's okay, but it's like usually if I'm gonna eat pizza, yeah, I, I'm gonna I eat just a big go fat a slice. fucking slice. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But my wife loves that sort of That's shit, so fine. so we went there. It was her birthday. It was her birthday. You get to have the burnt pizza. Absolutely. But the, the thing I love about my birthday as an adult is I just make my friends do what I want them to do. Mm-hmm. That's all you get. Of it course. Doesn't matter. Uh, so you went to see a movie. <laughs> so we went to go see a movie. We went to uh, Forest Hills to the AMC there. Oh yeah, and uh, or it was a Regal. Sorry, uh, the Regal and Whatever. Forest Hills, the red one. They're both red. Uh, and um, <laughs> we went to go see Scream. Oh, you went and saw Scream. Saw Scream. It's. I think we must have been seeing like one of the last screenings of Scream. Scream before five. It, it comes out and in whatever form it will come out in. Uh, Scream Five, aka Scream. Uh, aka she like- five cream uh- <laughs> <laughs> she likes that kind of shit yeah, yeah she loves scream okay. um so we uh we, we went to the theater we we you know booked our seats 
and um, we were the only seats booked. So we were like, nice. Like Nobody in the movie theater? Nobody in the theater. We don't have to think about COVID or whatever. Yeah, you can fool around. Um, and we can have <laughs> sex in the movie theater. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like normal people. <laughs> um, but uh, when we get there, uh, immediately we get in. There's another couple like a couple okay. things back from us so we're like all right so we're not alone but we're far enough from each other that like who gives a shit and yeah they're both wearing ghost face masks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then like, oh um, that's creepy we're, we're sitting there we we snuck in booze that was very nice hell yeah you Been gotta sneak in booze. a long time since i've snuck in booze <laughs> um but we're we're hanging out we're we made um i made a fucking cocktail to bring <laughs> what yeah like what'd you put it in i uh, a water bottle <laughs> i emptied a poland oh. spring bottle <laughs> that's a good idea i emptied a poland spring bottle and i made a like huge batch of of manhattan and we just had manhattans in the fucking screen <laughs> we just bought a cup of ice and we're just like making little drinks <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty fun um but anyway uh so we're sitting there waiting for the movie to start and another couple comes in and we're like, Oh, it's starting to get crowded in here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and riddle me this. Okay. You're coming into a movie theater. Yeah. Empty for the most part. Two couples in there clearly sitting couple, couple rows apart from each other. Uh huh. Where do you sit? The best seat, whatever it is. Usually. So the middle and like, middle of the rows and about as far back as the middle is okay would you would you put any effort at all into avoiding the other two couples being fairly separate from where are they sitting we are we're in the back of the first chunk of seats kind of off center right and the other couple is at the front of the next batch of seats dead center okay yeah i mean it's covid and I probably would sit either farther behind them, like maybe a t- couple rows yeah. or a little bit of a buffer, at least two or three seats on either side or yeah. something. New couple comes in, sits directly next to us, like arm touching arm. Yeah, next yeah to literally you? the next two seats next to <laughs> us in a fully empty theater <laughs> sits wow. right next to us. And we are like, eh, we're going to move. So we, <laughs> we move to a new section. Anyway, the point is. <laughs> Throughout the throughout the showing, this is the funniest part: is that throughout the showing, were they masks? Uh, no, no masks. But we weren't either, so whatever. Yeah, it's no, but, but um, still, it's weird to. But like, now it's it's weird to sit fucking next to people. It's weird. Honestly, I gotta say, even non-COVID even times, COVID, that would I'm be fucking sure weird. I'd be, I'd be like, mad if I was the only person in the whole fucking theater. You sat right next to me, I'd be like, bro, what? Yeah, what is fucking <laughs> what are wrong you doing? with you? <laughs> What's the deal? Um, and then throughout the film, sit though, behind me. Throughout the throughout the runtime of the film, the theater cr- like gets crowded as hell because really it is apparently in COVID times the the rules for uh, sneaking into other movies are just off the table. Like oh. you can just do whatever the fuck you and nobody's monitoring anymore. Sure. So no one cares. Scream was the movie to sneak into. It seemed like a- as the movie kept going, like people just kept sneaking in and sneaking in and sneaking in. Until the whole place was pretty much crowded by the end. Like full house? Yeah. Uh-huh. What the fuck? Literally, like, couldn't, t- like, <laughs> could not exaggerate this. Like, group after group after group just kept coming in. That's crazy. Um, uh, what what was the movie like? The movie was okay. Not great. Uh, definitely better than three. Oh, okay. That's the one I left off on. 
Yeah, better than three, maybe better than two, not better than one or four. I thought you loved two. I like two. I don't know. Four is the one that one I love. One and four are the ones One and like? four are the ones that I love. Four is the one that I really love. Five is good. I feel like maybe in a couple of years it will be even better as that is what happened with four. Four mm. was okay when I saw it. I liked it when I saw it, but I didn't love it. And then I began to love it as the years passed. Well, that sounds pretty good. I mean, how high were your expectations? Very high. Couldn't have been higher. Thank you for pointing to my beer. You're welcome. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So you were like, I'm going to see like a four level movie? Yeah, I was expecting. I mean, I have high expectations for the franchise after that. And like, it seemed like they really locked into what the idea of Scream is and what they want to do with it. And they did it. So it is a, it's a reboot parody yes very much what i expected was that calling it scream was itself commentary on doing that yes it is Mm -hmm. um that's good there is a lot of funny stuff about like prestige horror and like a lot of funny conversation about like yeah the main the main girl her whole thing is that she she's like only into that kind of horror so like when the guy when the when they do the the you know trademark like what's your favorite scary movie she's like hereditary the babadook (laughs) (laughs) she says the babadook yeah yeah, and they're like they're like we're doing horror trivia and like in the original stab movie what's the name of the killer she's like i don't fucking know (laughs) 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 um so there's fun stuff in it where like they they do you know they they it justifies its existence that's great yeah i always like that um they take some new directions with some stuff that i like uh for example the opening i mean this is spoilers but whatever the movie's been in theaters for care. long enough it's um, on it's on the the torrent yeah you can if you don't want spoilers skip until 30 um yeah that's when we usually start talking about the regular movie <laughs> yeah um so the the first opening kill is always a kill, right? Except in four, where the opening kill is a double super fake out of uh, stab movie kills. Okay. Um, which again, you should watch four. I will. Um, but the beginning is a fake out, and they're happening within the movie of stab, which is in the universe of Scream, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so this one, the opening starting in two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this one, the opening kill isn't actually a kill. She doesn't die. She is just very injured. And then the rest of the movie, she becomes sort of a, like, it, it adds, like, a, a, a new sort of element to the Scream formula where there's somebody to protect. There's somebody who's, like, vulnerable, and you have to, like, keep an eye on her because she's, like, injured and in a wheelchair and, like, she's fucked up and, like, the killer is going to come back for her. Um, the, the, the basic premise of it is that they're talking about, like, the soft reboot, right? They're right. calling it a... Um, what what is the term that they use for it it's like not a reboot but it's not a it's like a i think they called it a requel a requel is the <laughs> idea it's like it's basically a sequel but you're also remaking it right like like halloween right it's the idea is that yeah. you're doing a you know you're doing a sequel but you're really rebooting the franchise right halloween is halloween 2 again yes yeah um so, As if Halloween 2 didn't happen. Yeah, so the idea is that it's a commentary on that type of movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, in order to do that, they're like 
talking about like legacy characters and having them involved in the plot but not too much and you know like you have to introduce a new cast and a lot of them have to make it because you need your next movie to to you know so when you say they're talking about it like who and like are they in the in the end game when like the killers reveal themselves and they explain why they're doing what they're doing they're talking about like you know this is about like (laughs) this is about like saving the franchise Uh because like the 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 stab movies suck now and they haven't made a good one in a long time and we're going to show them what a good stab movie is supposed to be like and you know what it's bullshit that that's true Mm -hmm. because they could just fund people who care about horror movies to make schlock yeah like it's not hard to make a good freddy movie Mm -hmm. like just Stop trying to stop trying to lean into him being a pedophile. It's weird. No one cares about that. <laughs> or do. I'm sure there are people who are big fans of the series who could make it gross and funny. Yeah. And like the the thing is is like Nightmare on Elm Street, it's fun cuz it has practical effects and it has goofy dream scenarios mm-hmm. where people die in funny ways. Yeah. Same with Freddy versus or same with Friday the 13th. You just have big goofy kills and bad acting. Right. So the idea is in in the movie in Scream World, uh there was a requel of Stab. Right. Where they did the you know, they did the legacy soft reboot thing mm-hmm. of the franchise, but the fans hated it. Everybody hated it. It was critically maligned and like went too far in the wrong direction or whatever and like the fans are mad about it. So the did they killers... do a requel of Friday the Thirteenth? Uh, I maybe. feel like they didn't. They did one of of Nightmare on. They Elm just Street. did a regular reboot of Friday the Thirteenth and of Nightmare. Um, oh, Halloween is the only like requel because right. the remake of the reboot of uh, of Halloween was the Rob Zombie one. Yeah, <laughs> but the requel is a different different beast, right? Sure. So anyway, the point is that in the universe, Stab they made a bad Stab movie, so the killers are trying to save the stab franchise by making a good stab movie in real life because in universe every time killings happen in this town they make a stab movie about it (laughs) so they know that by doing this there will be a stab movie about it it's probably a bad idea um so it's interesting it has like a lot of fun commentary on like modern toxic fandom and the idea of like fans thinking that like the like these worlds like belong to them mm-hmm. and like it, some of it's a little too on the nose but some okay. of it's really good and and i think ultimately like i like that aspect of it and i enjoy that aspect of it and i think that stuff is more or less successful and i think is the kind of thing that will grow more successful as the years pass right right uh, in the same way that it did with scream 4 the thing that i hated in the movie that really upset me uh, is that it just doesn't function very well as a scream movie? Oh no! In the mechanical aspect of it, right? Where there's no like scream, yeah, scream ultimately actual horror or well, like no, it's, kills it's and good, stuff. Good kills, very oh, really? good kills. Okay, yeah, excellent kills. Um, and and good good horror overall. Good suspense, funny moments of suspense where like there's one sequence where they're playing with the idea of um of Ghostface like showing up behind a door that you open and then close you know okay. like the shot is like a like a side profile of somebody like opening the fridge door 
and then like the then music swells yeah. and then closes it and Ghostface is supposed to be there. They do that like nine times in a row. <laughs> this is like nine different things that he opens and closes and they just keep going and going and going. <laughs> and then Ghostface never shows up. <laughs> he doesn't show up? No, he's like somewhere else entirely. <laughs> um, but, uh, 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 but in terms of like the structure of a screen movie, right, is it's a whodunit and at the end sure. when the killer <laughs> reveals themselves you're supposed to be like that guy, that guy or that mom yeah yeah, yeah. like uh, that's the person Ooh, you know and and the problem is that when the killer revealed himself in this movie i was like oh i forgot that person was around that's how i felt about two mm-hmm. where it's like the mom who's like barely in the movie yeah and that's a problem some other guy who i don't even know if is in the movie or maybe the guy is in it more yeah i think three is similar yeah the first one is great because those guys are in the movie all the time and yeah. four it's the same way the people who it ends up being they're all over the place you know them very well by the end yeah and in this one i kind of feel like by the end of it i'm just like the one guy you know very well he's there the whole time but you also suspect him the whole time so like it's not really that <laughs> not cr- he's kind of like the billy loomis where you're like in the first movie the boyfriend where you're like yeah of course it's him obviously it's him is it really billy in the first movie yeah yeah, yeah, it's the boyfriend and um, Matthew Lillard. And Matthew Lillard, yeah. And Matthew Lillard is the shocking one because you're right. like, oh my you're god, like, I can't believe it's him. him? Um, yeah, the, I loved. I like that it's two people. Yeah. In the in the first one. Yeah, that's you're, you don't I love you never that. expect that it would be two people because mm-hmm. you're so used to horror movie rules where like the killer can just appear and disappear at will. Yeah. Um, and then they just explained it as like, oh, it's actually two people. Yeah. And you're like, oh, <laughs> that actually makes that sense. makes sense. <laughs> uh, but so in this one. The one guy you suspect the whole time and you're you're like, okay, sure. I feel smart that I got that, I guess. Sure. Um, Even though it was very obvious. Very obvious. Yeah, very clear. <laughs> to the degree that uh, Dewey points it out right away, uh, David Arquette's character, almost Dewey. instantly, oh, the yeah. moment he shows up in the film, he's like, he's like, it's your boyfriend. And she's like, what? And he's like, yeah. He's like, I've been in this situation enough times. He's like, Four it's, times. he's like, it's literally, it's the love interest is always, is always a major suspect. He's like, it, you should really be uh, wary of him. Yeah. And then at the end, it's him. <laughs> and, and then the uh, other person is, is somebody you just completely forgot existed the whole movie. And you're like, all right, they just needed a second person, right. I guess. It doesn't really have to be two people. Yeah. It could just be one. Um, I think a, a, a funnier thing to do is, would be to add like a, like, is this supernatural Mm-hmm. elements to it like like most prestige horror movies now right and yeah, then yeah. like be like this guy thinks he's possessed by something or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's not two people but it, they're um, like but how, how did he do that but one last thing before we move on uh because we are over time now uh oh man sorry if you skipped a over, 30 <laughs> over time quote unquote uh <laughs> who cares but uh the yeah. the funniest thing the best thing in the movie for me uh because it's all ultimately a commentary on on like modern horror fandom right yeah, um, which is always changing. <laughs> there's there's a very funny thing that happens a couple of times where because the killers are big fanboys of the franchise and the franchise is about real life, so these people, you know, Dewey and Sydney and Gale, are characters in the movie, but also real people. There's a couple of moments where like the fandom like seeps through into the act of killing. So like Dewey, you know, big spoiler here, uh, Dewey dies. Um, oh no david arquette's character dies and when he dies the killer literally says to him it's an honor (laughs) 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 and then there's another time where like 
uh, Sydney is like showing up to the scene of like the the big climax and uh, she's on the phone with the killer and the killer's like doing killer shit where he's like, you know, Sydney, you came back to your town and blah, 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 like doing his whole monologue. And she's like, I'm not doing this. And she hangs up the phone. But as she's hanging up, you hear the killer go, no, wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's really good that stuff. Sounds like a good movie. That's really good stuff. It was a good movie overall. I enjoyed it, but it doesn't, it doesn't hit the notes of four. Okay. But it sounds like it's, Definitely worth a watch. Probably the Definitely third best. Yeah, third third best for sure. All right, that's good. Solidly wow. third best. Fun. That sounds fun. Uh, yeah, I really like one thing I like about Scream um, as a franchise is they sort of making this meta commentary about, I mean, the whole thing's meta commentary, but the specific point that by making Stab about real people, mm-hmm. they're sort of like, talk they're sort of mentioning this thing that really to this day no one really talks about with horror of like how it would affect people who have like experienced that kind of thing yeah to have a culture like built around like serial killers being sort of idolized and like as almost almost as much as superheroes Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know just like yeah we love batman and (laughs) spider-man and jason Voorhees (laughs) and michael myers and like you know if you like got abducted by ted bundy and survived like that might make you feel a that little would weird. probably feel pretty weird yeah and then to make it literally about people who like got killed and like we made a, mo- a horror movie based on that and then like in the like, subsequent sequels like they constantly have to relive this exact same experience <laughs> as like more and more people just keep doing it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're making another one <laughs> yeah which is funny because it like it's weird because they're not necessarily saying like this is irresponsible because they're still doing it but mm-hmm. they're like thinking about it and it's well in this and one dealing with it this one ends with them kind of being like we should probably stop doing this uh gail at the end of it is like i don't think i'm gonna write a book about this <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> so you recommend it? I recommend it for yeah. sure. Yeah, the whole Scream franchise is pretty fun. They're I think. all they're all pretty good. The third one kind of blows, but whatever. Yeah, I, I'll agree with that. I, I mean, I I didn't like the first one when I first saw it. I don't really know why. Something about it turned me off. Yeah, it was a little. You just didn't too, get the big picture yet. You it get- was a little too cheesy and. My big, like, I remember my big criticism was that it didn't really function as a horror movie or as a comedy. Mm-hmm. And I still think that's kind of true, but like it's so unique in what it is doing that I I, I I have a soft spot for it now. I think there's some horror stuff that's very successful in it, but I didn't find it very funny, and I didn't find the kills very. The f- it's not funny. It's not funny enough. The second one is funnier. Yeah, but it's not as good of a movie. <laughs> yeah, the fourth one and the fifth one are are much funnier than any of them. Yeah, um, it's a very interesting thing to watch. I think. Yes. Anyway, let's get to our main. Let's movie. get to the movie. Which is Poetic Justice, directed by John Singleton, yes. starring Janet Jackson and uh, Tupac Shakur. Uh, what year is and, this? And uh, Vivian... Um, Regina King. Is her name Vivian and something I've seen her in then? Regina King? Yeah. She's in like If Beale Street Could Talk. Yeah, she's. I mean, she's, she's in, in a, a bunch of, of shit, stuff. yeah. Um, she plays Aisha. You're thinking of Aisha? The friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. She is... In so many things. <laughs> Watchmen. Yeah. The Harder They Fall. One Night in Miami. Friday. Miss Congeniality. Yeah, she's um, all over the place. Yeah. Um, 
So this is a movie, uh, John Singleton's second movie. Yes, his follow-up to Boys in the Hood, which is so strange. It's actually, I think it's, I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because he like was on top of the world; he could do whatever he wanted, and he wanted to. It, it's a smart career move, if you think about it. That like to 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 kind of like do sort of like a, a counterbalance to Boys in the Hood, right? Right. Um, Boys in the Hood is a. A very heavy, dark, yeah, um, depressing, depressing movie. movie about just people dying uh, and trying to survive. And this still has notes of that in it. Yeah, there's a lot is, of people dying, and there's a lot of that. But it's more of a like uh, it's a love story. It's a love story, and it's it's got more like fun in it, and like more whimsy, and 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 it makes sense to 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 if you're building your career as a filmmaker to kind of use your your second after your big hit first movie use your second movie to show the total other side of you right and so had you seen this movie uh i've seen bits of it yeah okay uh this for me i watched this movie like when it came out Mm -hmm. like on vhs i remember my neighbor i would not have been allowed to watch this movie but i had a neighbor who loved this movie um and would throw it on all the time interesting Uh, my next door neighbor and, um, How old was were they? Uh, sh- sh- well, Joe and Joy, brother and sister, mm-hmm. um, they loved this movie and Higher Learning. Also, when that came out, we watched that a lot. Mm-hmm. They were like, I think they were like twelve and thirteen or something. Okay, and I was like ten, eleven. That's interesting. It's an interesting movie for a kid to like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. Uh, we just liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it made us feel like we were all sort of like doing this sort of like, I liked them because they were older kids and like, they were like, these are cooler people than us. You sure. Know? Yeah. Like, um, and I don't know. It just seemed like a fun road trip movie. Kind mm-hmm. of. They got to drink, they got to have sex, they got to do smoke and stuff. And yeah. so it was like, it wasn't like a kid's movie, but it was like, a, we all kind of felt teenagery, you know? Right. Right. Um, so for me, I recall this movie being more of like a fun road trip movie rather than what it kind of is, which is a, a kind of fun, but mostly like weird, weird and awkward. sad and, and <laughs> yeah, uh, like angry movie in yeah, certain ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the premise of the film is uh, Janet Jackson's character is named Justice and she is dating and she's poetic. She's a she's a poet. And that's as far as the title goes it seems. I don't Right. Uh she's just a poet. Yeah, nobody like gets poetic justice done to them. <laughs> no. It's a movie about a woman named Justice who is uh, a poet. And she's a poet who writes Maya Angelou po- Maya Angelou poems that already exist. Yeah. So, I guess in this world Maya Angelou is just a nice lady at a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> and Janet Jackson, and Janet Jackson actually is a, a, one of the world's great poets. Yeah, <laughs> she wrote "Phenomenal Woman," uh, <laughs> and um, yeah. So J- Janet Jackson, Justice is uh, with her boyfriend Q-Tip at a uh, drive-through movie, and he has been released from prison. And then um, people who he had beef with just fucking shoot him in the head, and she watches. Yeah, her boyfriend. it seems like from from the first of all great scene of him in there at a drive-in movie theater he's going to get snacks uh and 
these two gang dudes yeah. are hanging out by a fucking Street Fighter machine. <laughs> uh, you know it's a Street Fighter machine because you keep hearing in the background of their dialogue, Hadouken! Hadouken! <laughs> <laughs> you do. Uh, but they're they're having a conversation where the one guy is like, is that that dude from the other day? And the other guy's like, no, it's not. And he's it's like, no, him. I'm pretty sure that's him. And he's like, no, it's not. And the dude is like very clearly trying to tell his friend like in, in so many words, like I'm playing street fighter right now. Please stop whatever you're trying <laughs> yeah, to do. I kept thinking that was easy E or something. He looks very familiar. He's definitely styled like easy. Yeah. Um, he looks like him. He's wearing a, a hat that says South central, which, which I is thought was funny. funny. <laughs> I was like, I think he'd just be wearing a Raiders hat or yeah, something. It's like, uh, it's like when they make somebody wear a shirt that says punk. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, pop, the point is, the uh, from what you gather from them talking, it seems like whatever it is he did was a very petty nonsense thing where they're like, he was with his friends at the mall and he was talking shit. And you're yeah. like, really? Is that what this is? To, is that what gets you execution style <laughs> fucking killed? Like bullet behind the ear, turn your lights out? In like, front of your girlfriend? Yeah. Just is like... that really all it takes for you? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to risk life in prison over a fight at the mall? <laughs> that didn't even sound like it came to blows. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a, it's like, I feel like pff, maybe that's happened. I'm sure. Like mm-hmm. maybe, but like, I feel like usually when it, like, you shoot a guy in the head, it's over, like, cheating on somebody or something. Or, like, like a drug deal or something. Like, something much more serious yeah, than this. Yeah, yeah. Like, I could imagine this, if he was going to get killed over it, it would have been after a fight that maybe sure. they, like, they When the, when the they emotions had, like, rise. Yeah, they have a fist fight with each other, and maybe, like, uh, maybe Q-Tip is, like, a better fighter than the, the gang guys anticipated. And, um, you know, the fight kind of, like, goes against their favor. And they're like, shit, man, like, this guy's fucking beating our asses. I'm done with this and just blow him away, right? Right, of course. That I could see. This was, like, a little much, I thought. Yeah. And it's funny because with Boys in the Hood and this, I feel, and it's weird because it's, like, I've seen people get shot. Mm-hmm. a couple times i grew up in i grew up in this area right i grew up in that city people did get shot a lot especially in the 90s but i feel like john singleton sometimes has this like people out there are just crazy mm-hmm. like that like this sort of like some of these people are just animals almost. yeah like, like life is cheap in this part of town and it's like often it's more like you're saying like emotional yeah you know like it's a it's a very like i feel like someone really wronged me and i'm frustrated or like i'm in this like heat of the moment thing and someone gets shot yeah and usually when people are in a gang or something like they're shooting at somebody they're trying to scare them or hurt them they're not trying to like execute them behind the ear stuff yeah that is like a brutal way to kill somebody that's a like this person fucked me over really deeply and badly and they need to fucking die usually doesn't happen that way i feel so it's a weird way to open your movie especially because it doesn't really inform the story even a little bit well she's supposed to be like 
grieving. traumatized or yeah, whatever, yeah. but not really. It seems like she's kind of just normal after that. Well, I like, think a big part of that has to do with Janet Jackson not being a very good actor. Yes, that is a problem and, in this and movie. And that's, that's the biggest... She also, if we're, if we're talking about Janet Jackson's problems in this movie, <laughs> she also looks much older than everybody else. <laughs> I can't. She looks like either a literal baby, or like a you know thirty five year old woman, yeah. and not a like early twenties woman. Yes, um, because she is right. She's like twenty eight or she's 30 ten years this- older than everybody else. Yeah. She, okay, so she is like she's the 30s. same age as the hair mom. Wow, really? Yeah, they're the same age. Everybody else is in their early twenties. Yeah, because Tupac died. Tupac he was dies like 20, at twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah. yeah. Um, so as casting and as a vehicle for her, like I get it, but it just is a problem. Mm. And I, I think it's probably the biggest problem in the movie, uh, except for the editing. Uh, (laughs) um, Yeah. Uh, the editing is, is pretty, pretty rough at times. Something I was very impressed by though, uh, is the coming back to something we talked about in the bonus episode mm-hmm. uh the uh generation loss the patreon.com slash patreon.com <laughs> uh the uh the um sound mixing i yeah. actually really liked the sound in this a lot I, oh my god there's a couple of times where i was like huh this is like an asmr video yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird uh yeah it's, it's like the scene where he's like taking his his kid away from the from the mom yeah uh they're watching that cartoon and as he's beating that dude's ass, the cartoon is reaching a like musical moment, which means they timed all that. You yeah. know, pretty cool, cool thing. It's very clever. There's a lot of interesting sound stuff. Yeah. Um. Anyways, but the general premise of, of so, the movie. So, so Q-Tip dies, and then we never really. I don't even think we even hear about it again. Really. No. Um. So. <laughs> We're we're later. She's at his funeral, and then we're even later, and she's working at the hair place. Tupac is a mailman. He comes in and um and tries he, to pick up Janet. He Jackson. tries to pick up Janet Jackson. They do some weird shit uh, where someone like breathes in his face, and that's weird. Yeah, uh, a weird part. Weird. Part. Did they plan that? Yeah, uh, is that a thing they do to guys all the time? Yeah, not clear. Not clear. Anyway, uh, so Tupac works at the. Why do they call it Punani? Why do they call it Punani? It's so weird. Tupac works at the post office, which is like the chillest post office <laughs> you could ever imagine. It really, it, this movie's understanding of the U.S. Postal Service <laughs> is bananas. Yeah, you can just take the cars and like party in them sometimes. Yeah, you don't ever have to wear your uniform. No. Like you can just like chill and fuck around. Just they play like darts. They don't get paid well, which is weird. Some of them are in a union. Some of them aren't. It, it's a weird understanding of of the post office, and they yeah. notably aren't using actual postal service stuff oh uh, the the truck is a postal service truck but it's painted with a generic brand called that said like u.s mail or something like that really it's not usps yeah i feel like it looks like the la mail it's, trucks. Uh, well because that's they bought the tr- like they used the real truck it seems like but they repainted it because they didn't have licensing whatever or whatever deal. for the branding yeah weird uh strange yeah um Anyway, so he's a mailman and he is they basically are like, we got to go up to Oakland to deliver yeah, it's him all this and his mail. friend. His friend is called Chicago. Everybody has very annoying names in this. Chicago, Lucky, Justice and Aisha. Normal yeah, name. Normal name. Um, Chicago is particularly egregious, though, because all the time you're like for for the first chunk of the movie, I was like, are we in Chicago? This doesn't <laughs> look like Chicago. This, is, this looks like L.A. Um, 
No, his name is Jeff Chicago. He's clearly from Chicago, and they yeah. call him that because of that. Um, he wears bullshit all the time. Yeah, so Tupac and Chicago work at the U.S. Postal Service. They have to drive a truck up to... Uh, Oakland. Uh, up to Oakland which with six, mail in it for some reason. Which is six hours away, which I believe this is uh, a p- plot line on Seinfeld a couple times mm-hmm. where Newman, somebody, every week mail or whatever goes to different states and so sometimes they have to have somebody drive certain amounts of mail to a different area and that person gets overtime and pay and they take a little road trip and that's when kramer and newman fill their shit with recyclable cans so they can make an extra five cents or whatever because like the mail the the government pays for the gas Mm -hmm. so they can like make a couple of cents basically uh so i think that's kind of a real thing they have to go do it and so they're like well let's make a road trip out of it we'll take some girls let's bring with some us. honeys or what do they call them yams or whatever yeah yamps young yamps. tramps <laughs> young tramps uh so so chicago has a girlfriend right who is aisha um they've been together for a little while and tupac uh strikes out with janet jackson but it turns out that janet jackson is friends with aisha and so she ends up on this trip with tupac they're driving up to oakland uh and Aisha and Chicago are like chilling in the back. Aisha is not fucking him, and it's a big plot point. Yeah, um, because he sucks at sex. He has a tiny, broken dick. No, he has a good sized penis, but it just it doesn't he work so good. He comes too fast. He's got um, a, his dick sucks. Yeah, uh, and um, and so immediately, Tupac and and Janet Jackson are hanging out in the front. Janet Jackson is just a bitch to him the whole time. Just, she's really she's mean. Just she's icing him out. She's just <laughs> mad that he he even would deign like try to speak to her after the i mean i guess the implication is that like she like knows that he wants to fuck her because of the you know what he tried he tried to pick her up before right and so she's like i'm not having it but it's like then why did you come if you're not even going to be nice and just like set boundaries just have a fucking conversation with yeah. the guy he's just trying to make conversation yeah he's just like so he's what's not, up with he's you he's not like, being weird no. he's he asks her like what are you writing in your book and she's like don't fucking worry about it. And he's like, all right, bitch. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> why are you mean? Yeah. Fuck, fuck me for trying to talk. The car doesn't have a radio. It's a fucking postal service <laughs> truck. Yeah. Uh, and then she like, is like, fuck you. And they like have a big blowout. They have immediately. a big blowout fight. And then, uh, she gets out of the car. They do a little, you know, they drive pick away her back and come up. get better. And then we get basically a road trip movie for mm-hmm. most of it. Uh, they stop at a convenience, uh, a gas station. They stop at, this is the two really funny ones where they just like smell barbecue. Yeah. And they're like, are there black people around? And then they like <laughs> pull off the of of the fucking interstate. And yeah, there's a big uh, family reunion happening yeah. that they sneak into and steal food from. And they're like, let's pretend that we are of this family, and they. Uh, Which is the kind of setup that you would put if you wanted to have a comedic scene where they get busted. They don't get busted. No. They just get a bunch of food, they, and then the problem is that uh, 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 Aisha starts flirting with some she dude. gets wasted she gets wasted in the car she starts flirting with some dude and then chicago is like fuck you and and starts fighting with the dude and then they have to leave um right they so meet, all they meet through this angelou <laughs> yeah all through this fun road trip movie there's this element there's this like weird like darkness that's happening between chicago and aisha where like you're getting little hints of it here and there where it's like they don't really fuck 
uh, they don't really like each other. <laughs> like yeah. neither of them is really committed to the other one, but they both think that they have an angle on the other one. Right. Cause she's like, he, I, he, he gives me money and I'm leading him along and yeah. he's like, well, I'm getting pussy or whatever. And, right. And it's just a bad relationship. It's a bad situation. And she's a drunk and, and that sort of blows up at, after oh, there's that party. An, there's a thing also that happens before they leave that we forgot about, which is that, uh, Tupac goes to his, his, uh, baby mama's house to, Oh yeah, he has a daughter. He has a daughter whose mother is is a crackhead who's in some sort yeah. of a pimp situation or another. It seems like a bad situation. Whatever it is, it's fucking weird and he, fucked up. He takes his daughter away. Yeah. He gets in a fight with the Oh yeah, Tone Loke is in this movie. Yeah. And uh and uh helps him sort of get the daughter out of there and fights the guy and leaves the the boy which is so sad he's like I well but the boy is uh the boy is tone looks kid i know but he's like i want to go too yeah and uh and then so so he takes the little girl to go home with uh his mom who is also a diabolical woman every woman in this movie is like so cruel needlessly (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's a very weird perspective yeah like every man is an idiot and every woman is a monster. A very big bitch. Uh, <laughs> but everyone sort of mellows out at the end. Mm-hmm. Like everyone sort of comes together and it's like all magically okay. Uh, we. It's also, Tupac is going to Oakland and making a road trip out of it specifically because he has a cousin there who makes music and he wants to like they make music together they make music together yeah he's he wants a rap- to go up there and like work on he's stuff. a rapping mailman and he <laughs> he uh is driving there to meet up with his family he's gonna yeah. stay over there and then drive back basically. so anyway the family reunion they go and they they steal some food and then they leave and and the fights are getting worse between between uh chicago and aisha yeah and uh they end up at uh an african culture festival <laughs> Yeah, and they they hear drumming, and they're like, "Is that black people?" And they're like, <laughs> "It's just so funny because like the gas station scene, the first place that they stop, the whole thing is that they're like, they don't have weed here. They 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 don't have black people stuff. We're in white people country now. Right, right. And you're like, oh, that's the kind of movie this is going to be. Is that they're going to be encountering a they're bunch of like, like of rural white people stuff? And then we really don't get that again. No. They just keep encountering like really specific black people stuff, like a big family reunion and an African culture festival, which is. <laughs> like what is this looks amazing yeah like it's like just like every guy who sells like incense and africa shaped pendants mm-hmm. like has a fair yes like <laughs> it looks very fun it looks fun and as so hell. does the family reunion for that matter yeah, it for looks sure. very fun yeah i mean but i've been to family reunions like yeah the, never been to a big i've african never been to a big festival, african yeah. fair like literally there's rides yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and so there's they, a gigantic dude hitting one of those hammer machines with the bell just at the over top. and over again yeah. for some reason uh yeah it's like a carnival um but there's like drumming and dancing and and like beating and stuff yeah and and uh i don't, they, I don't really remember what happens there i think the big thing that happens is tupac is sucking on a lollipop and they sort of like have their first real moment of tenderness yeah okay and she's like uh I, I guess I like you, Tupac. And he's like, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah. And like, they're like, they don't kiss or anything. But it's funny because they're so mean to each other for so long that when it mm-hmm. starts to be nice, it's like, why? Yeah, what happened? What happened? What, exactly. What it's like they, they try to slow roll it, but 
yeah. It doesn't really. It's not very uh, effective. No. So uh, then we're driving again. We're we're in the kind of home stretch. Uh, we're in Big Sur, it looks like. Mm-hmm. And um, the fights between uh, Chicago and Aisha get uh, worse and worse. And then they're like, they have sex in the back of the truck. And uh, awkward. Awkward sex. <laughs> uh, Chicago comes too quick. And, and she's like, she's fuck just you, like, but Yeah, she just really starts going off on him big time. She's like, your dick sucks. You can't you please suck. me. I'm leaving. And then they pull over to be like, you guys got to fucking get out of this car and stop fighting. And they are fighting in front of Big Sur now. Uh, she's standing very close to the edge, and it feels like the implication is that he's going to push her. It really felt like that was where this was going. I didn't notice that, but... Sure. I mean, you've seen the movie before, so you know that's that that's true, not yeah. what happens. <laughs> but I mean, she's very distinctly standing at the edge of a gigantic cliff, yeah, and they true. are fighting very dramatically, and it does end in violence. So yeah. it's not like the implication isn't there. No, she's standing in front of a motherfucking cliff. It's a huge <laughs> cliff because they're in like the Bay Area. Yeah, now. They, it looks like Big Sur. It looks like Probably that's is. where they are. Um, uh, but they're fighting, and uh, she really, I mean. I, I can't stress enough just how diabolical the women in this movie are. She's really going off on she him. She wants like, to hurt him. She wants to hurt him, and she specifically really for is no like, other reason than coming too fast. Yeah, that's <laughs> the only thing this guy does wrong. <laughs> and uh, and then so he, she's like, and that's why I'm fucking cheating on you. Yeah, and then he slaps her. He slaps her, but even crazier than that, the acting in this scene is fantastic. It's good. Yeah. He really like. He has this moment where like he just like sinks yeah. in in into like a, a sadness and then sinks also into a like like why are why are you making me do this? Yeah. <laughs> why did you want me to hit you in why, the face? Why why do you want me to hit you right yeah. now? He like slowly puts his brush in his pocket. Yeah, like you see him <laughs> really think about He's it like, for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna hit this bitch in the face. <laughs> And then he does. And then he does. He hits her hard, and then they start like rolling on the ground. And yeah. like Janet Jackson is like, "Aren't you gonna do anything to Lucky?" And incredible, and by he's the way. Like, he's like, "No, this is not my fight. I'm not in this." <laughs> <laughs> until, until I guess until he punches her. Yeah, Janet Jackson runs out to oh, yeah. break up the fight, and, and he then, like pushes her. And over. then yeah, Chicago uh, pushes her over and is like, "Don't fucking get involved in this. Isn't your fight?" And then Lucky and then Lucky out. comes out and breaks it up. Uh, and then they leave him there. He throws his and brush, he throws his brush <laughs> over Big Sir. <laughs> Incredible, very funny. Yeah, Lucky's like fuck you, and and Chicago's like don't leave me, leave the host. <laughs> yes. Uh, and it's funny because uh, I was reading a little article that Ice Cube was offered that role, and read it and was like, you got to change some stuff because I would never leave my friend over this woman I just met. <laughs> <laughs> he's like i don't even know this bitch that rules. And like john singleton is like we're not changing that and he's like all right well, i'm not gonna that's be a, in the movie that's the movie that's the whole point of the movie basically um because you imagine if that's what happens in the movie <laughs> they're just like it's the two of them driving up to fucking oakland just being like, like those damn women are crazy right <laughs> 
Uh, so they get to Oakland and like they park and his cousin has been shot. Yeah, but they park and there's like clearly cops and ambulances everywhere. Tupac yeah. is unfazed by this. Well, he's like, okay. I'm going to go check on my cousin. And he walks up to their <laughs> wide open door and he's like, hello, anybody home? He's like, auntie, Khalil, <laughs> where are you? <laughs> Like, could not be more clearly a murder scene where your cousin was murdered. <laughs> they might as well have had a big neon sign that said your cousin was murdered. Yeah. So, but this is a good time to mention that there's a specific choice that for the first 30 minutes or so of the movie, the entire time they're in LA, there is a cop in the scene. Mm. And, and I, I think this is a really interesting choice because there, what I think what he was trying to do is He's trying to make a bit of a lighter movie. Kids having an interesting time, you know, fun, kind of a fun road trippy movie, a movie from a woman's perspective. Sort but of. Everything. Well, he, he's, he is explicitly trying to do that. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to write a movie about a to black To varying woman. degrees of success. Right. Um, I kind of feel like it's from Tupac's perspective. <laughs> exactly. For sure. Um, Except when he's not on screen. Yeah. <laughs> but you really feel for Tupac more than he's, anybody. He's got way more of a story than she does. Yeah, he's got an arc. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't have an arc. Except Nothing changes for her. <laughs> she gets over her Q-tip and falls in love with Tupac. But it, that happens off screen. We yeah. don't see that. She's lying on the bed with her bra open open a couple times uh yeah but it is interesting because it's a lighter movie than poison the hood but there's this sort of like undertow of just there's sirens going off there's like Mm -hmm. a a fascist looking guy with the fucking motorcycle in the background there's one of the first times she's just like riding in her bed you hear a helicopter and like see the spotlight like pass by her window and I can, you know, having grown up in L.A. in the 90s, like, it really was like that. Like, mm-hmm. you would just always be fucking seeing cops or hearing cops all of the time. Yeah, I assume that's where the term ghetto bird came from was because those helicopters were just ever present in the way that a bird chirping is. Yeah, it it was constant. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I think it was really because because I was thinking about it when I was watching the movie. I was like, oh, it's wild that they were just like they couldn't ever get a shot without a helicopter. And I was like, that scene, I was like, oh no, they added that. Yeah. That's added. You can tell in that scene because the effect sucks. <laughs> it um, doesn't suck. But it, it sucks pretty bad. It, the light coming in the window is very bad. It's very clearly not from an actual helicopter. Yeah, it's like right outside the window. Right. <laughs> it's like the angle is a little wrong. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, they're adding this to like give you the feeling of what it feels like to live in this kind of poor neighborhood. And I liked that because mm-hmm. it's like, even though you're having a love story, even though you're having a story about like poetry and wanting to do something with your life, like it's still it's not really about poetry, though, is well, it? Like it's, it's very to, barely. Like, and, and this is my big problem with the movie is that she's a poet and he's a rapper. Clearly, yeah, that's like synergy supposed there. You to might be something like, yeah. where they talk about poetry. They talk about writing. Never fucking happens. Nope. He never is like, what if I rapped these words? He's Tupac. You never get to hear him rap. Yeah, they don't even ever talk about like the process of writing or like no. a charming conversation about coming up with a rhyme. One time. That would be fun. Yeah. She's writing and she's like, I can't come up with a rhyme for this word. And he's like, here's one, here's one, here's one, here's one. I'm right, a, rapper, a rapper, by the way. Yeah. One time. His raps in the movie suck. Right. He's just like, because he there. It's like they were just like, you're Tupac, rap something. Yeah. And he was just like, I'm not a freestyle guy, I guess. Okay. Um, 
and he's just like doing stuff off the dome and it's like really weird and he's not a freestyle rapper um but there is one moment where they're like what do you write about like she's like i don't know what from my heart or whatever and, yeah. he, and then she's like what do you write about he's like i don't know it's like write something good for this like yeah. this is the point of the movie <laughs> <laughs> uh so anyway they get to oakland his cousin is now dead mm-hmm. his aunt is just screaming crying and it's very sad and she tries to comfort him and he's obviously he's just he's like a guy who's like his brother his cousin is yeah. like dead and he's like i can't he's like don't touch me like yeah if, if i hadn't spent if i hadn't wasted so much time at the african culture festival <laughs> <laughs> we could have been here earlier and i could have stopped this yeah yeah it's funny that he tries to blame her after he's the one who's like a barbecue <laughs> <laughs> i'd love to test my strength <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should do some beating um yeah, so he blames it on her. He's like, "Fuck you, bitch. I'm. Um, I have to grieve my my cousin." Yeah. And so he goes and he 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 hangs out with his aunt. And he's like, "You know, don't sell all that equipment. He, we were trying to make something of ourselves. Like, give it to me. I'm gonna do something with it." Yeah. And uh, and so they give him the the all of his like studio basically, and he drives it back by himself mm-hmm. because he has already left. Uh. Uh, Chicago in Big Sur, yeah. and then he leaves. And we Asia. never hear from Chicago again. We don't know if he's okay. He's we also prob- never heard from uh, his his baby's mother again. No, nope, we she's don't know if she's okay. Dead of something. Yeah. Um. But uh, Jen Jackson Aisha, apparently, and I don't know if this was ever really set up. I guess it is, but they were going to some like beauty. It was like a, there was a hair expo. Yeah. They, yeah. they do set it up. Yeah. But, but I forgot I had all about it. Completely forgotten about yeah. it. <laughs> by that time but they're like okay, yeah because when well, they get there she's with hair mom and i'm like why is hair mom yeah, why here? is hair mom here did you guys go back to la <laughs> drop them off and then just drive up to oakland again it, it what was happened confusing <laughs> uh and no they were at the hair expo they were supposed to meet up with their friends their co-workers there yeah and then they do and then there's a big long montage of Tupac driving back, them at the hair expo, him mm-hmm. setting up his equipment and almost electrocuting himself in front of his daughter, uh, <laughs> them driving back with the gay couple, or I guess not a couple, but the gay hairdressers. Gay workers yeah. And then they're back. Um, and then, uh, I guess... He just goes there Tupac and he's like, hey, I'm sorry, up. I was weird. He has a good apology. Yeah. Of just like, I was in a bad place. It's very you sorry. could imagine my cousin just died i was i looked at my dead cousin's face <laughs> uh i'm sorry let's start this let's start over and uh and they do and they do and, they and she nice does kiss. she does the daughter's hair uh very funny little thing by the way that uh they just shoehorn in for no reason that janet jackson's like i don't like kids and you're like you literally were just holding a woman's baby for <laughs> for no reason at all you you went up to her and said, like, let me hold her for you so you can make yourself a plate. That's not something that people do if they don't like kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so overall, yeah, I'm shocked at how good Tupac is in this. Oh, I'm and not. And how garbage Janet Jackson is in this. <laughs> I am, too. I, I remember this movie being a sort of easy to watch mm-hmm. little popcorn nugget of a movie. And it's... um got tupac in it and he's just incredibly magnetic Mm -hmm. anytime he's on the screen it's very fun i probably just wanted to be 
in a relationship with Tupac as a child, and sure, that's probably yes. why I wa- like this movie. He's a lot. very hot. He's hot, and he's magnetic, and he's very charming. And and in addition and to being charming, lot. he's also like he's got a lot of range that I didn't expect. Like he his like when him he's crying finally, is very good, though, dude. When he breaks down at, finally after he f- like because it's so great because he like. He's mad and he cries a little bit, but he's like doing that like tough guy. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm mad and I don't want to show you this part of myself. And then he keeps it that way all the way back the six hour drive, sets up the studio and then fucking breaks down and it's heart wrenching. Um, so good. He's, his performance is top notch. Everyone else. Oh, Regina King's good. She's good. Yeah. Um, Chicago's okay. He's a little bit. I wish Regina King had more to do than just be a diabolical bitch. Right. I kind of wish that they gave her a little more depth. Chicago has good moments mm-hmm. where, like, my favorite part with Chicago is when she's like, "Yeah," and that he's all. I, I can tell when he's lying because that's when he starts stuttering, and then it like hard cuts to him outside, and he's yeah. like, "Shh, shh, 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 shh." Uh, that's cute. Like, that's pretty good. There's yeah. little bits in it that are are. There's cute. a couple of side characters who are really compelling. I think the gay guys are very good. Yeah. Um, Dexter and whatever. There's a brief moment when, right at the beginning, when Tupac goes back to his neighborhood, and there's a couple of gangbanger guys who pull up in a car, and they're like, "Yo, some guy just fucking died. We're gonna go kill some guys as revenge." Mm-hmm. And Tupac's like, "All right, dudes, have fun with that." That dude who's talking to him is very good. Yeah, and um, he, according to Prim, yeah, he got murdered got very murdered. shortly after. Um, um, that guy, that conversation, even before I knew that that guy had gotten killed. Um, great little bit of world I, building world building but also Tupac's acting are, is so good there because mm-hmm. he's like he's trying to be like not like he's scared but like he's disappointed and he's like man okay well you know good yeah, luck well, it's and then like, like chi- kind of changes the subject it's something we talked <laughs> about a little bit in um, Hustle and Flow where it's like this sort of dynamic of of people in this type of neighborhood where it's like Tupac has to maintain some level of toughness and masculinity around these right. guys because these guys are fucking gang dudes and Tupac is capably a gang dude but doesn't want to be a gang dude. He's a mailman. So he has to be like he has to still front and show like I'm, you know, I'm able to, you know, I'm able to hang like I, I Yeah, uh, I'm not scared. I'm not scared of you guys and I'm not like you're flinching f- at what you're talking about. You're my friend. Even friends. though it's a bad thing what you're talking about. But he's like I don't want you to get hurt yeah. too. He's just like damn okay well yeah <laughs> good luck very killing good acting. That guy. it's it's really good and uh, you don't usually get to because that kind of emotion or that kind of message of like you know is either like very overwrought like in Bro- boys in the hood and very sad mm-hmm. or like stupid and sort of like after after school special of like don't touch guns or whatever but right. he just has this like very small human moment of like shit friend's probably gonna die oh well like yeah <laughs> and it, like you just read it on his face good luck out there uh-huh um so then they so they get back together and then that's the end of the movie and i feel like tupac is so good janet jackson doesn't really have a lot to like she's given this is the thing she does have a lot to do and doesn't do anything with yes. it yes she's just she, bad she she's just bad in this movie is real rough uh her and, chemistry with tupac is okay yeah i think when they're acting together they do okay he kind of like settles her down and like yeah. he's like you can just behave normally um, but she just stinks when she's on her own yeah it's it's just like 
why is she so mad? And I think I think a big part of the the reason this movie is awkward. Here's one thing I like about the movie is that it feels like a mumblecore movie. Mm-hmm. Like if this movie was made one ten years later and was about white people, it would be a mumblecore movie. Yeah, like there's a like you were talking about the sound mixing. Like there's they're mic'd so close and they sound like they're making up the dialogue, especially the first half of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like it just sounds like you're just in a place and like thing, it, the movie kind of drags in places or like sometimes really hard in places. And it's cause like not a lot of stuff is happening. It's just like we're driving and we're talking and we're annoyed and we're not. Yeah. Um, and I like that. I think it's a really interesting thing to just like be with, these people and sort yeah. of like it it's a fun there's some sequences that are really really enjoyable i love the whole time that they're at the family reunion it's great i don't love as much the african village because not village carnival uh <laughs> just because i like the moment that they have but it's just like why are they here and yeah and there's not the- enough funny stuff happening like the 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 family reunion is great because you have that great side character who's Cousin introducing Pete. them to everybody that's great. He's great. He's Maya great. Angelou's great. Uh-huh. She's like, are you married? And she's like hiding a ring finger. Yeah. And she's like, that girl's not married. Those old ladies like doing the fucking like Shakespearean like yeah, side yeah, yeah. characters. just <laughs> like talking about children and like it, how they need an attitude change or whatever. Like mm-hmm. really interesting stuff. There, there's like really good pieces to this movie. Um, and I really liked a lot of the pieces i think the problem is is that like the script just is weak Mm -hmm. because they don't have these moments where like just the basic thing of janet jackson's a poet he's a rapper something get something going there nothing happens with that they they don't like god there's a couple more examples of that where like they set stuff up that don't ever pay off that would have been so easy to do and they just don't. They just drop like stuff, and that kind of adds to like the weird like mumblecoreiness of it. Mm-hmm. But some of them are just egregious, and it's like this would have been a solid, nice movie. Uh, and now it's kind of like it has really bad ratings. <laughs> yeah, rightfully so. I think it's a bad movie overall. I think it, it's a <laughs> it's an unfortunately. Um, it has it has promise it has good parts i can see why if i had watched it as a kid i could see it being a favorite of mine yeah but i think as an adult watching it it's just not a good movie it's, no it's not a good movie i'd recommend it to see tupac live in person and like watch him act really well yeah just as a historic document of the life of a man, it's pretty cool. Dude, I, well, it's funny because there's not that much of Tupac. Like, yeah. there's the videos and he obviously interviews and stuff. But, like, this is such an interesting thing of him doing, being on screen and, and like, behaving as though, like, kind of how he would act in real life. And, I, and that's really important to me. So, I would also recommend it for that reason. But... We're basically recommending a bad movie. Yeah. It's fairly enjoyable, though. Yeah, I'd say don't don't come in with huge expectations for anything but Tupac's performance. Yeah. I would watch it for Tupac's performance, but otherwise, it it is an unfortunate did-not-hold-up-at-all movie. Yeah. Uh, it is fun, though, in places. I Yeah. And I would, of course, uh, recommend as a companion piece watching the Prim's Hood Cinema on, you should on definitely watch the that. topic. <laughs> and, it, you know, and I think it's funny because he's not 
a very good critic because he's clearly so also blinded by mm-hmm. uh, nostalgia. He liked it growing up, and he's like, it's a fun movie, and I like it because Tupac's really good. And it's yeah. like, yeah, but it's also really bad in places. <laughs> like, the script hardly functions. No, he can never be relied on for a, a review of anything. No, it's no. it's only funny to listen to him recap. Once he gets the review, I'm always like, no, oh, you're wrong about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, watch that. And, you know, if, if the movie, if you watch the Prim's, video and the movie looks like oh wow i've never seen tupac this much hanging out then watch it yeah there's a lot of tupac hanging out um so yeah a a light of the lightest possible recommendation uh not a very good movie but still close to my heart and I, i like i think it is trying to do something really interesting and just ends up unfortunately failing but there's you can see that interesting stuff in the movie still so that's the movie. That's it. Thank you for listening. I don't know what else you fucking want. What? <laughs> Why are you still here, That's bitch? the movie. Now, <laughs> uh, that's been uh, February. Happy Black History Month, everybody. Happy Black History Month. Uh, happy happy a- uh, Ukraine War Month. <laughs> no, what? What are you talking about? Um, there's a war? There's a war? What? what do you mean? During the Olympic Games? I thought that was against during the rules. The, during Elden Ring? <laughs> 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 you can't have a war Elden Ring is about to come out yeah uh, if you're listening to this damn we are on the dawn we, we are on Elden Ring Eve right now could you imagine if you were like a Ukrainian soldier and you were waiting for Elden Ring to come out I'd be pissed I'd be pretty fucking I'd pissed pretty, right now or if, or if I was a Russian soldier yeah I, anybody making me do anything but playing Elden Ring tomorrow uh, damn will, is will, Elden Ring supposed to be like the best game serious? of all time the best game of all time is it like more like Breath of the Wild or is it more like... More like Breath of the Wild. More like Dark Souls. The perfect mixture No, is what everyone is I saying. I don't want that. I do. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you will be... If, if you ever had any interest in Dark Souls, this is the time to start. No. Because... None. Because... Zero. Why? Because it's like Breath of the Wild. The souls are simply too dark. <laughs> We simply can't have them that dark. <laughs> I need color. It's very colorful. Dark Souls? No, Elden it's Ring. It's all gray. Elden Ring is like purple and yellow and Until green. you die and then it's red text. Well, sure. Um, but I'm very excited for that game. But it is the end of February. So March, we are doing... White History Month. <laughs> <laughs> Which Finally. <laughs> finally we will be getting to white history we are doing uh music music month yeah um except for the first movie Wait, why are we doing go <laughs> <laughs> except for the first movie because drew coffin wanted to do a movie with us and i love my friend fine he can't wait one month no all right um no so i i had two ideas to do uh bryn will look up at me from the blood-filled gutters and ask me can drew wait a month and i'll look down and whisper no <laughs> send a heartbeat to <laughs> that moves through you i love that song um yeah so we're not so I had two ideas to do some movies based around music. Uh, we're going to do three of those. And also we're going to do Ghostbusters. And also Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, Afterlife. I'm not sure why. I don't want to see that movie. Drew wanted to watch it with us. But we like Drew. And we're going to I think Drew's on a whole, he's on a whole kick of like anti-nostalgia right now. So I think that he's going to want to go off. 
Okay. Is my guess. One of my favorite podcasts, Death is Just Around the Corner, has been doing a series on anti-nostalgia. Interesting. And to prove that they are not uh, an evil stick in the mud who hates goodness, they talk about how much they love Fred Rogers and okay. how he was a saint and a hero. Wonderful man. Great person. Um, Except he's like super homophobic or something. I think that's not true. <laughs> I think that is true. I think somebody who worked for him was like gay. Hated gays. Well, I think he was gay and, and Mr. Rogers was like, don't be gay on my TV show. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. He's I, dead now. I think and this will be a good, very important thing. A very good entry in the anti-nostalgia chronicles. Uh and I have a lot of thoughts about that. So hmm. next week we'll be doing Ghostbusters Afterlife, the requel of Ghostbusters. Yes. And then after that, what did we have on there? We don't we, have to say a whole month. Who cares? Whatever. All right. Well, if you're still here, we're going to do... <laughs> if you're still here, if you haven't left yet. <laughs> if you haven't shut it off I disgust, have to imagine you have. <laughs> uh, we're going to do... Mistaken for Strangers, which is a 2013 documentary about the National, which I'm going to subject Jeremy to. Wonderful. I can't wait to learn about my favorite band. And if you know about... A band I can name a song of. (laughs) (laughs) They are one of my favorite bands. But uh, if you know why, if you've ever seen that movie, you'll know there's a very specific reason I think Jeremy will like the movie. Mm. Because there's a, a weird little twist to the movie. It's not really about the national. Ooh, I can't wait. It's actually about hot, hot heat. It's, <laughs> it's about jet. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll be doing The Dirt, which is apparently about Motley Crue. Yes. Which I've never seen. And then we're it going. It stars to- Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> and then we'll be doing Genius, which is about Dua Lipa. <laughs> <laughs> it's about Megan Trainer. <laughs> yeah, it's about so uh, that will be Music Month plus Ghostbusters. Uh, we'll be listening to "Bustin'" by Neil Cicerega yeah, all uh-huh. night. <laughs> uh, In some ways, "Bustin'" does make me feel good. It usually makes me feel pretty good. Um, otherwise, that'll be the month. Yep. Um, but that's all. If you want to hear bonus episodes, you can go to Generation Law. No, you can't. Patreon.com slash generation loss. Always fucking that up now. Patreon.com slash generation loss. Patreon.com slash generation loss to hear bonus content where we will weekly post an episode usually about the movie news. Um, Or sometimes other things. Sometimes about global conflicts. (laughs) Like Somalia. (laughs) Yeah. We we go deep. Relevant relevant global conflicts. We go deep into AFRICOM. Um, <laughs> and the CIA's behavior in Africa. This week we talk about Yemen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Syria. And Syria. Yeah. Um, no, Important we don't. Important things going on exactly right now. We also know a lot about it. <laughs> and we're very well informed, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have perfect and good takes. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, you will get Discord access and you will be able to hang out with us in the Discord where we do actually hang out and we watch the movie that we're going to talk about on the Monday. So go over there, patreon.com slash generation loss. Give us a little $5. We are... Give us $5. I think we're seven away from Sopranos Pull it season. up, pull it up, pull it up. <laughs> we have to shame the listener. <laughs> I think we are, what is it, three plus five or eight away. Oh no, we're less. <laughs> oh damn, we're ten away. We're ten away. How Why'd dare you refresh you? it? <laughs> How dare you? 
unsubscribe. We're trying to do Sopranos season three. That's a cruel thing to do to somebody. Yeah, especially me. Why would you gaslight me so? Uh, but go to patreon.com if we reach 225 we will do soprano season three uh if you want to hear our episodes on season one and two they're also there they're up there they're up there so and th- also our episode on jackass forever and a bunch of other stuff all kinds of fun stuff so many so many episodes mm-hmm. of, of our show it's a good show as you know because you just listen to it anyway thanks for listening we'll see you next time for god's sake we'll see you next time bye-bye I recognize your fragrance, hold up, you ain't never gotta say shit, uh, and I know you taste this a little bit, mm, high maintenance, uh, everybody else basic, you live life on an everyday basis, with poetic justice, poetic justice, if I told you that a flower bloomed in a dark room, would you trust it, I mean I write poems in these songs, dedicated to you when you're in the mood for empathy, it's blood in my pen, better yet with your friends and them, I really wanna know you all, I really wanna show you off. Fuck that, pour up plenty of champagne. Cold nights when you curse this name. You called up your girlfriends and your code in that.